Yeah, that sounded good. Welcome, everybody, to another new episode of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. We are back. Uh, it's been a little while, but um, we're gonna we're gonna get back on a, a regular cadence. I think uh, both of us are settled into our new PCs, uh, new new equipment, and stuff like that. So we're gonna give this thing the proper respect it deserves. Um, oh yeah. So. You know, we have both been doing a lot, new jobs, mm -hmm. all that good stuff. But I think yep. and if you are, wait, real quick, if you are just now joining us, I'm Adam Gogan and that's Travis right. Casey. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, we are the hosts of this program. Uh, mm. We both work. If you, if you are Ooh. just joining us for the first time, we both work in the beer industry. Adam works for Distro. I work for a brewery. Um, and we are combining our love of video games and beer into gaming and drinking. Um, look at that. Look it's at the Friday. Color. This, this is what this, this is what we're doing on a Friday. Mm -hmm. Gaming and drinking, dude. Look at this bad boy. <laughs> just just pitch black. What you uh, what you got there? Uh, so I'm doing a little uh experiment this week. Okay. I've heard a lot of hubbub about the old Bourbon County uh, stout from Goose Island and how, like, if you age it for several years, it'll start to taste better. It'll start to develop more. Yep. Um, so I went and bought a couple different ones that I'm going to be drinking tonight. Okay. Um, I got one from 2018 and one from 2020. Okay. This one is from 2018. Um, yeah, so if you're not familiar, this is the bottle. It's really cool. Um, it's got the written date on the label. Yeah, it's got the got the 2018 uh, here on the date. label. Um, and then also, uh, this is just a really famous, I think they were the first ones to do a bourbon barrel stout. Um, if, not, if not the first ones, then definitely the first ones to popularize it. Yeah, and now, you know, like every, every brewery seems like does a bourbon stout. Um, and they are good. And this one actually is damn good. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. So this That's one, the ABV on it is is fifteen point two percent as of twenty eighteen. And if you've ever uh, tuned so into our, our cast before, then you know that this is going to be uh, a fun one. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so fifteen point two, and so now I'd say it's probably closer to like sixteen, sixteen and a half if it's been sitting there for four years. Definitely. Um. So yeah, it's a nice full pint. Um, this is. It's a nice glass. Side, size of my head yeah the glass is from moon river brewery down in savannah nice um but yeah definitely got some chocolate chocolate notes on there cocoa cocoa nibs very very velvety nice barely awesome. you can barely taste that bourbon in there too that is uh it's not very boozy for being what it is yeah that's good you don't really yeah I, I feel like with the bourbon barrel it, it goes one of two ways it's either subtle and I, I like that, or it's like super malty and overpowering, and, and like it, the bourbon barrel flavor overtakes the flavor of the actual beer, which I, I'm not a fan of, you know? Yeah. Um, this is definitely tastes more like a dessert beer than like a regular bourbon stout. Almost like a pastry stout. Mm hmm. Sweet. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Bourbon County. I don't really, I'm not a huge Goose Island guy, uh, especially since the AB buyout, but I think that that beer is still consistently good. And it's yeah. still one of the ones that they brew at the original brewery still. I think that that, that was true as of a couple of years ago. Maybe that's changed in the last few years, but because it's everywhere now when they release it. But mm -hmm. um, 
it was true up to a few years ago. So um, what you got? So I have one. This is from my brewery, the one that I work for and represent, uh, New Serum. It's, I wish we could reverse that. Uh, it's called Pretty Hate Potion, which is uh, a sour. It's named after the Nine Inch Nails album, Pretty Hate Machine, which is one I of my favorite that. records. I have, a, <laughs> I have the record over there, actually. Um, and this is a sour, at, sour ale brewed with Japanese butterfly pea flour and dry hopped with citro, uh, cryo citra, cryo mosaic, and cryo eucanot hops. What the hell is cryo? I, that is a great question. I have just no like freeze dried hops. I, I Might don't. Be. I think I don't know if it's freeze dried or if it's like if they're uh, cultivated with cryo technology. That that would be my assumption. Uh, the guys at the brewery are just mad geniuses. This pro you can't really tell on camera. It almost looks black. Is this it is purple? A, it's a nice purple. Yeah, let's see that lighting. It's a nice purple color. It's almost the color purple, of Kool Aid. Purple. Um, Drinking that purple drink tonight. Got that purple drink. It's really that low purple. APB. It's only 5%. So, um, okay. So we'll be on two different wavelengths here in a little bit. <laughs> my, my next one is definitely a step up. So, mm. uh, the next one I bought just to, just as like a surprise for you. Um, I uh, don't tell me yet. I'm not, I'm not, but surprise me. It's fun. Um, okay. so, uh, <coughs> we're going to, we're going to do the, the usual format. If you've ever been here, we, we do, uh, we do what you've been playing and then uh, I've run down the news. But I think because of what's going on in the video game industry, uh, let's start with the news because we had okay. since the last time we recorded, there's been a lot of news. Of course, it's been it's been a while. But two, basically, this big thing has been going on in gaming and business game, the business side of gaming, which is a ton of acquisitions. There have been acquisitions all over the mm. board. Uh, it it kind of started a year and a half ago with Bethesda being acquired by Microsoft. Uh, uh insomniac got acquired by sony which was kind of already a thing because they were like second party basically um and the bombshell megaton announcement the biggest video game news i can remember in my entire life where i've had people outside of like people that actually talk about video games with me texting me and asking me about stuff i was talking to my dad about that that, isn't that crazy (laughs) like that's that's nuts uh and what we were talking about of course is the microsoft acquisition of activision blizzard uh yeah 68 billion with a b that's a b not an m (laughs) a b i like that old austin powers joke of one million versus one billion yeah it's just dwarfed by this now like it it just makes that look like even more of a a (laughs) toofy joke you know um yeah like the idea of okay so to put this in perspective and i know everyone's talked about it this way but this really is a big uh way to look at it the Marvel was a Marvel, and and if you combine both the Marvel and the Star Wars purchase for Disney, both of those purchases combined were eight billion dollars. Really? Yeah, it was four billion for each one. Wow. So, okay. and granted, that was ten years ago, over ten years ago at this point, and money's worth a little bit less now. So, of course, the billions have gone up, but that's still a wide, wide margin for two of the biggest properties. Marvel being the biggest property in the world. Versus now $68 billion for Activision, which correct me if I'm wrong, the basically the only game that they put out consistently is Call of Duty, right? Yeah, I mean, they have, I think mostly it's Call of Duty, but then they also, their other big hitters are Overwatch and formerly WoW. Well, that's the Blizzard um, side of, that's the Blizzard side of things. Yeah, but I mean, it's all, it's all, I mean, it's all the same. the same umbrella. I'm just talking about Activision proper, like, 
Because I, I, and, and I mean, they got they got Crash Bandicoot, dude. They do have Crash Microsoft. Bandicoot. Microsoft owns Crash now. And we'll get to it in a second, but Sony owns the studio that made Halo. <laughs> yeah, so I actually pulled up a list. I actually pulled up a list here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they've got Call of Duty. They got Crash Bandicoot. Here's some other ones that, you know, call them what you will. You got Candy Crush. That's, you the, got that's Diablo. the King property. Yeah. You got this one hits close to my heart. Geometry Wars. Yes. You got that's Guitar Hero. You got Hearthstone. Uh, again, those are Blizzard. Are- we could, I could go on all day about the classic Activision like Skylanders, properties. exactly. Skylanders, but, Spyro, but almost Starcraft, all of those, all of those, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, all of those are like non, they're not being used right now. You know what I mean? Like, the when was the last mm-hmm. time a Skylanders game came out? That was the biggest thing in the world like six years ago, and we haven't seen a Sky because what Activision did, they basically their their uh, the way they did business was they would take a property. And just milk it into the ground until it was no longer viable. They did it with Tony Hawk. They did it with Guitar Hero. They did it with Skylanders. Uh, and they've been doing it with Call of Duty since 2008 or nine or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully uh, Microsoft will come in and really, really step their game up and start putting out quality over quantity with that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and really give them the revamp that they deserve. But I am a little worried because some of their revamps haven't, like Microsoft revamps, haven't been what we were hoping they would be. For example, Crackdown 3 was like, what the hell was that? That was, we waited for, what, 15 years for that? And then, like, it comes out and it's like, it just shit the bed. So if they... I think think that, so I'm going to call that, like, old Microsoft. That was still, like, because that was, like, a launch game for the Xbox One, I think. Um, or, Or it was supposed to be. I think it got delayed. But um, but like yeah, it got delayed a long time. But like that was it like come the, out till like two or three years ago. So that to me, that's like the pre Phil Spencer era, and I think all that they've been doing since then is pretty like no court, no ginormously rich corporation. I'm gonna give like the the benefit, you know, of whatever. But I think a lot of the stuff they've been working towards has been pretty like buying Double Fine and giving them the room to make Psychonauts two awesome like the money and the budget, they, they really took their time with that and it showed, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. cool. I'm hoping that that's the kind of treatment they give these properties. Cause really we, we know what this is all about. This is about game pass. This is about filling out the roster on game pass with games that make it a better value. Yes. And it's also about taking prime prime uh, IPs away from Sony to make them to where Sony either is going to play ball with game pass or <laughs> yeah. get left in the dust. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Call of Duty is just, with Call of Duty, I, it's like a double-edged sword, because, like, on the one hand, it's like, if they leave it on Sony platforms, obviously, Mm -hmm. that's going to be money for Sony, it's going to be, it's going to be another IP that Sony can still sell as one of their products, right, but, on the other hand, it's like, if they take away Call of Duty from Sony, they are leaving out millions of potential customers with microtransactions with purchasing the game initially um so either way it's like do you think so that it, do you think that this is a big enough shift to eventually it won't happen anytime soon but to eventually get sony to can't to cave and, and get game pass on a sony platform i think it's the first step in that direction yeah. and i think bethesda was the first step this is like the 
maybe yes. or maybe maybe the half step. This is like yeah. The, this is like the. I mean, so just anecdotally, like Sean is going to buy a PC soon. I think just to play Bethesda games. He's not. I don't think he's going to buy a mic, uh, like a Xbox or anything. But he's going to get like. I think there's going to be people like that for for Bethesda. But like, can you imagine all the PS5, PS4, Call of Duty bros? Like they're going to buy. I'm X- saying there, they're going to buy Xboxes. People, there are people who only play Call of Duty. There right. are a shitload of people that only play Call of Duty, and sure. uh, and uh, and honestly, I want to say that the majority of them are on PlayStation since this and last so, generation. Yeah, for sure. So, would it behoove Xbox to take it off of PlayStation? So interesting that you say that because what happened as this acquisition went through or not, it hasn't fully gone through yet, but as this was announced, it's going to take like two years, I think for it to fully go through. I think it's June of next year, June of 2023 is when they said, but um, as this was announced, they actually promoted Phil Spencer to um, head of Microsoft gaming, no longer part of the micro. They took the Xbox branding out of his title and now he's oh, the head of Microsoft. It, it, it is that I think that is very interesting because it's almost a step away from the Xbox brand in, in general, you know, so that when they put Game Pass, if they were to put Game Pass on a Sony platform or the Switch or whatever, it wouldn't say like Xbox Game Pass. It would say, you know, Microsoft Game Pass. Game Pass. Maybe not even Microsoft, like maybe just because the one on Game Pass or the PC is just Game Pass for PC. It's not even Microsoft's Game Pass for PC. It's not Xbox Game Pass. It's just Game Pass for PC. So, um, you know, you've got like, I think, a cool an avenue for them to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it it's 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 going to be interesting. Like, I I don't know what the, the actual like timeline is for this kind of thing to happen but i think that's the ultimate goal of dude microsoft we're all we are all i was talking to my buddy mac about this the other day because he had no idea he was telling me he was like dude did you hear about sony buying bungie which we'll get that in a little bit yeah but uh i was like yeah but did you hear the other news he's like what i was like dude microsoft bought activision and he owns uh mr rooter of columbia he's a, he's a plumber and i was like dude he's gonna they're buying mr rooter soon too and uh, <laughs> i was like it's like we're all gonna be microsoft employees yeah. dude we're Everybody. gonna be living we're gonna be we're gonna go gonna go colonize mars yeah and we're basically gonna be living the outer worlds except it's gonna be bill gates is our fearless leader we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna get paid microsoft or uh what do they call the ones on the xbox <laughs> It's the, just like, gonna be gold. We're gonna get gold Xbox points. gold. We're gonna gold be points. Xbox get Xbox gold for fucking. <laughs> That's our paycheck. Mining cryptocurrency on Mars, right? <laughs> um, so, okay, the you know consolidation is not a great thing. Everybody knows that. I think when it comes to this kind of stuff, it's not like Activision was doing anything with those properties for the most part. You know what I mean? Um, so, to me, you could end up in a lot worse place than Microsoft especially the, the way Microsoft is running right now. Like, I think they're doing a pretty good job of, of utilizing their IPs. And what I really like about what they're doing is they're giving small budgets to games that otherwise never in a chance in hell would get uh, a chance to come back you know, or, or to flourish. Like, if you look at the Game Pass slate, you know, they're getting games like, like we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Nobody Saves the World, Death Store, these smaller games to fill out this roster. And I think that's exactly what they're going to use with these old IPs. But they're not giving those developers money. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, they they're, they're, I mean, to get onto Game Pass, they are, but they're not giving them money to develop those games. Right. But what I mean is that 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 slate of type that type that size of game is, I think, what they're going to go for when they're filling out their roster with first party stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, what I'm excited about is, I, I know you weren't a PC gamer back in the day, but like classic PC titles like Hexen and um, and Spycraft and all these. Activision used to be a very prolific PC publisher for a very long time, and they have all kinds of classic IPs that are just sitting dormant. And I know Microsoft is going to be interested in filling that slate out with some of these classic IPs that are going to get people like me excited who used to play on PC back in the nineties and take some of those games and give them modest budgets because with game pass, you don't have to worry about a game, not selling, you know, 8 million copies to make back its budget. Right. Like if it's on game Mm -hmm. pass, it's, it's like Netflix. Like it's just filling out a slate of content for the user and hopefully attracting people who are interested in that kind of stuff. And I think that to me is what's most exciting. Like maybe we get, you know, Tim Schafer doing uh, a Sierra because now they own Sierra, you know, the, the old uh, adventure game people, you know, maybe we has Tim Schafer doing like a Gabriel Knight game or something like that. Like that is so cool to me. I, I doubt that's going to happen, like honestly. But I mean, I the think- only adventure games that I used to play back in the day were LucasArts. Right. So, but what's crazy. So Tim Schafer is from LucasArts. So now you've got LucasArts developers on old Sierra games, <laughs> which is just awesome like just i mean if dude if they could bring back i Uh mean who owns sam and max these days lucas arts or lucas whoever oh i actually i don't know um (laughs) because dude that was like my my first adventure game was sam and max hit the road they relaunched sam and max on the 360 steve purcell oh that's all the sam and max ip that's the creator so just that one dude owns it. Yeah. So Microsoft, if they wanted it, they would just throw some money. He in. licenses that he licenses it out. Yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, imagine like some of those old because you you can't put a a, a hundred million dollar budget into a an adventure game these days. Like it's just not going to sell enough to make that worth your while. But, but you don't need to. Exactly. With it on Game Pass, it's already got your built in audience. People can try it for free. You're going to make that money back just by it being part of game pass in a way that would never ever happen without the just mountains of money that microsoft has so i think that's cool like you know there is a potential for something some cool stuff to come out of this Mm -hmm. i i completely agree um i think that a lot of the games that are owned by activision they've been sitting for a long time you know people always talk about them we were talking about it before were we talking about it uh on here the 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 uh where were the skylanders was that yeah we talked about Skylanders. yeah okay yeah so if they could do something great with skylanders do you know how many like kids 60 percent already (laughs) how many kids what oh i also had a 12 percent beer earlier too as well oh nice (laughs) (laughs) also i'm do i have a sinus infection so uh, if I start hacking up a lung, we'll, 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 fix, it. we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yep. But yeah, um, do you know how many kids are like 25 now? Like 20, 21 to 25 year olds played Skylanders growing up and day, now, yeah. and like if they decided to re reboot Skylanders with like cooler, like physical pieces for the game like how much money they could make selling just that well that's okay so this is a good question to ask i think because 
with this acquisition, Microsoft not only owns Skylanders, which is a, a plastic toy thing, but they also own Guitar oh. Hero. Oh. Well, but yeah. Guitar Hero, so another plastic, you know, peripheral yeah. focus thing. So do they bring back these franchises, which they're clearly going to do? They're, they're going to bring back Guitar Hero 100%. They better. They no, better they, bring they, back Guitar they Hero. Will. They will. And they will definitely bring back Skylanders. Like, even if it's at a modest budget type thing, like, you know, it doesn't have to be this big. You don't have to sell millions of copies to make money, just like we just talked about. So they're definitely going to do it. The question is, how do they do it? Do you think they bring back the plastic or do you think they go, since our, our libraries are I think they'll do now? both. I think they'll do both to get, to be able to hit both markets. Because there's, there's a lot of people like, you know, you and me who would spend the money on a nice guitar here, piece of guitar hero equipment. But yeah, there's also, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> but then there's also just a ton of people like my little brother, who's 23, who would love to play guitar hero, but can't afford a $200 right. peripheral. Yeah. Um, so how do you satisfy both of those? Like, do you get a, you have both. Like how, do you do, how do you do it digitally like on the controller you just like make a no know. no no no. they're going to be sell you they still have to sell the peripherals oh so you're saying like a cheap peripheral yeah cheap peripheral and a nice gotcha. peripheral gotcha. like two skews for that so you think either way they're not going to do like a um fantavision thing where they can do it on a controller either way plastic instruments are coming back plastic figures for skylanders are coming back i think that'd be the smart thing to do Gotcha. because that's a whole nother stream of revenue that can come in from selling actual physical items That's and i mean true. even even with like the shift from like digital or from physical games to digital games yeah. they're still selling collector's editions of games with all this fancy shit in it but then a, a code for the game that comes right. in the box that's how that's like, honestly how a lot of them that's how they make a lot of money is with those collector's editions yeah i'm i'm a chump dude i've got yeah, you're, so you're definitely many, a mark for it for sure i've got so many collector's editions Hey, if it, if it, if it makes it like you, but you display it all, which is good. Like some people just put that shit in a closet after a couple of weeks, you know, mm -hmm. um, if you're displaying it and it is part of your, like your collection, I think that's, that's really cool. And, and, and also what I think they're banking on, if they bring back Skylanders, if they bring back Guitar Hero, cause you know, in your background, you've got there, like imagine like a, a nice guitar hanging there or something like that. Like, I think that's what they're going to go for. You mean like, and <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> That's the other route is like maybe you you got to get a hookup for actual guitars, which I know rock. Well, that's Rocksmith, yeah. But I, I don't, maybe they don't do that. That seems really complicated. Yeah, that's not. I think they they need to go back to they just need a solid ass catalog mm -hmm. of songs for Guitar Hero. They need to like link up with you know Spotify or someone like that where they can. And I know you still have to make the stems for it, but get a company that just buy spotify <laughs> just just Dude. Acquire, acquire another one um, right you know oh my and, god i would actually way, be so down for that you, you've already got the licensing acquisition which is really what you need for that kind of stuff that's the hardest part is getting the licensing so uh you know buy one of those big buy title but, like, buy title like they're not doing anything <laughs> so. but on that same on that same note i don't know shit about shit about music licensing it's a nightmare. So, I know that. so I think even if they bought Spotify, I don't know that those licenses would extend to video game use. It might just be streaming use. No, it definitely for it Spotify. Would, it would not, but you're already, what I mean by that is that you're already in contact with the people who you already have the people who make those deals in place. You don't have to hire that. You don't have mm -hmm. to like have somebody at, at, you know, if they bring back Neversoft or whatever, 
you don't have somebody at Neversoft that does that. You've already got a guy internally because you own Spotify that's already making those deals as it is. And then he's just like, Hey, by the way, we're bringing back guitar hero. Do you want in, you know, like yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I, I think that's how it would work. Honestly, I think they'll end up acquiring a, cause you know, they probably got a warehouse of Zoom somewhere <laughs> to get like out of, out. Dude, out of the, I remember, I remember back in, no, did Kyle in the Zoom? One of y'all in the no, Zoom? No, 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 no. But back in high school, I think I was a sophomore when the Zoom came out, came out and I was all about an iPod. I had just gotten my first iPod uh, like the year before. And one of my buddies who I haven't talked to in a really long time, but he was actually a huge video game nerd. I used to go over to his house, play guitar hero all the time. He was like, Zune is the future. Dude, he really was. He <laughs> really was. Like, I know a guy like that too. He was like, dude, look at this wheel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, look at look at how easy it is to navigate these menus. Like, like bro. I do I do remember the the culture wars around that stuff, like people being like, listen, dude, I, I, Apple doesn't make, look at their, their computers. Like they're garbage. They don't make stuff like this. Microsoft makes stuff. And it's like, right, yeah, <laughs> see who won that battle. Um, yeah. Good stuff. <coughs> All right. So moving from uh, one big acquisition to another, we have the news of Sony buying destiny developer Bungie. Um, yep. For, Former for three, Halo developer. The creators of Halo <laughs> and myth. Um uh, and Marathon, one of my favorite games. Uh, if you, all right, so 3.6 billion, I think is what it was. Um, Which I think is a steal for Sony. So everyone, a, a lot of people seem to think that that's too much or not too much, but like paying high. But I looked into it and apparently they paid 1.2 billion for retention. And the way that that is phrased is like, basically they're paying people to not leave after the acquisition goes through. Paying uh, employees to not leave? Yes. Okay. So what it tells me is that you don't just want the IP. Like Destiny is a is a brand is probably pretty valuable, but it's probably not three point eight billion, three point six billion worth of value. But what is that valuable is the people, the devs who work on live service games. Because if you think about it, Sony is severely lacking in the live service game department. They they do great single player blockbuster high budget games, but they don't have it. Not any that I could think off the top of my head. Uh, live service games, not no, not but also, I mean, what live service? Well, now that now that Microsoft has Activision, mm -hmm. Blizzard, they've got a bunch of live service games. But prior to that, what live service games did Microsoft have? Well, I think with Microsoft, they're already a services company, so it wasn't really like you know they, they're selling Office and all that other stuff. I mean, like, I guess their service also is Game Pass, right? Like it, that's it, how yes, they're that's, getting their their that's, continuing returns. But even, uh, but even barring that, they have like Sea of Thieves. They have, which isn't like the biggest thing in the world, but it does make a lot of money. Um, they have Halo Now, which is making a lot of money. Uh, mm -hmm. They have these big franchises that they are being able to capitalize on. Uh, they're not exactly, you know, they're not Ubisoft with their live service stuff. Uh, and they're not Destiny, which is one of the biggest. But, but you know, they, they do have a little bit more. Sony doesn't have... I mean, they tried uh, Destruction All Stars, and that did not work at all. I still want to try that, but I don't it's, have a PS5. <laughs> it's a cool game, but it's not. You know, it ain't Fall Guys. It ain't setting the world on fire with that kind of like consistent yeah, I know, money. Like, I know the popularity wasn't great, but like the concept and the gameplay of that looked pretty dope. Yeah, and I think it could be eventually, but it, I don't think people are looking for a 
destruction vehicular destruction game uh, at the moment. Twisted Metal. They're going to try to bring back Twisted Metal. I don't think that's going to do well either. I uh, hope it does. I fucking love Twisted Metal. I do too, but it's just not. They've tried it before. Twisted Metal it, Black, dude. Great, that shit used to great, give me nightmares. Great video game. Um, I just don't think it has the cachet to compete with like an Apex Legends or, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be an Apex Legends. It doesn't have to be a Fortnite. That Um, doesn't have to be, but that's what Sony wants. There's the key is that they, it might not have to be, but Sony wants one of those in their stable. They want a Apex. They want a Fortnite. They want something that people are streaming on Twitch every night that they are making constant money off of without having to put out physical you know like a new product every quarter or whatever it is um you know they want something that people are coming back to every single night and playing with their friends online and that they can stream and get more popularity off of that's Dude, what, what if for. what if uh google decided to make like a game streaming service that they, they did could... I don't, just, I'm just oh. <laughs> it's like what so, I, I was listening to a podcast earlier and somebody made the joke that uh sony that uh google buys um uh oh god what was it but basically it was like up the, the temple. It was like, oh, somebody bought this company, then somebody bought this one, and then Google bought all of it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so that, that could be our nightmare future. Um but yeah, we I don't know. So basically with the, the bungee thing, that really what they want is the expertise of these guys who have been developing a live service game for the past uh nine years. Destiny one came out in 2013. So they they want people who already know how to do that stuff. So they can use that, basically share that technology amongst all of their studios. You know, so like they're not going to be the only one. Bungie's not going to be the only ones making live service games, but they want that technology to be able to be shared amongst all of their studios. So, can I say something? Yeah. This beer is hitting hard. Okay. This beer is hitting real hard. Nice. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What have <laughs> I got? Oh, Adam, what did you get yourself into? <laughs> Ooh, okay all right yeah dude it's like i'm i have i got got a little dizzy got a little got a little lightheaded there for a second nice focus on focus on something on the wall keep keep uh, focus on that <laughs> that beautiful face over there across thank the you. screen thank you <laughs> that, that nice beard yeah um, big, old, big old beard so Oh, speaking of getting dizzy. All right, I need to I need to take it aside from the business talk for a minute. Okay. So, speaking of getting dizzy, I have uh I have been sick now uh-huh. twice in the last month. Uh-huh. Like I had COVID about 3 weeks ago, which was a nightmare. I I know some people who have been asymptomatic and you know, mm-hmm. some people have had one or two symptoms. I had like every sickness symptom besides a tumor like that that exists. could be that could be covid related yeah it was like i it started out with sinuses then it was my throat then it was a headache then it was like a chest pain then i had the fatigue and the fever and the chills and then and then like a week later i was like i'm fine and then i started like pooping water for like <laughs> two days and huh? And then it went away and I was like, all right, I'm cool now. I'm cool. I'm good. Uh-huh. And this was a couple of weeks ago and now I felt better. And so I was like, all right, I'm gonna get back in the gym. I started going back to the gym first day back to the gym. And I guess I went a little hard in the paint and yep. then as one does walked out of the gym and 
it was like 25 degrees outside and I immediately like couldn't like my chest tightened up my nose got all stuffy and Uh now ever since that night I've had a sinus infection Mm. like a horrible one absolutely horrible it probably piggybacked off the back of your oh definitely being so lowered by covid definitely and then like yeah and then also like i had like i was so hot and then i went out into that cold yeah and uh and then um so i've been sick for like the last week but i've still been working because um we don't have enough vacation time Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but just kidding uh, but just get, really. if anyone from Comer's, Comer's yeah, listening, yeah, everybody from Comer's listening, I get plenty of vacation time. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> no, um, but uh, so I was driving the van yesterday and um, I tried to, I, my ears were like stuffy from this sinus infection, and like they, they, you know, like when you have a sinus infection, sometimes it'll sound like you're like underwater or something because like you've got such pressure mm-hmm. in your ears and your face yeah yep. i i tried to clear it by by pinching my nose and breathing out through my nose uh-huh. and instead of clearing it i just added a shit ton of pressure that stayed there and then out of God. nowhere i've never experienced vertigo in my life oh nice but dude i was driving and out of nowhere i felt like i was flipping and spinning at the same time Jeez. and i was like holy shit i was on a bridge and i had i had to pull i would like pulled over really fucking fast like i just like jerked the wheel over and pulled over because otherwise i would have driven off the damn road and uh because it was just like i couldn't i didn't know which way was up and so like i immediately called uh ben my boss and i was like dude i'm running behind today but uh i don't know what the hell's going on but i cannot drive right now (laughs) like he's like all right don't worry about it you're good yeah, I just sit there for like twenty minutes, but like, vertigo is crazy, dude. Yeah, I have yeah. never experienced that. But uh, holy shit, it sounds was like, like I was on that rough. little. It was like I was on that like spaceship ride of the fair. The one that like pushes you up against the uh-huh. the, the wall. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's literally that's exactly what it felt like. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, so cheers to COVID. Cheers to COVID. I I think that that's a big part of um, like, you know, why we're seeing so much of this industry kind of blowing up right now like you have people playing video games that have never played video games before people posting like i knew girls in the pandemic that were like look at my animal crossing village i'm like you played animal crossing like what the (laughs) when did that happen (laughs) uh because people are you know like covid is a it has been a nightmare and people are are doing you know sitting at home and doing things and maybe doing podcasts on a friday night instead of going out (laughs) and uh, you know like we're you know uh, we're seeing a lot of influx yeah you know kyle and kai are bowling tonight at bolero i fucking hope not i'm not i'm not so if you go back to episode like six if you want a story about bolero um but i will never go back there so they can have fun with that (laughs) yeah kyle kyle asked me to go bowling tonight with him and kai and i told him we were doing this and um i also told him i was like yeah i don't i don't think i i want to go bowling because uh this week has been a fucking nightmare (laughs) because my delivery driver. So Comer, the company I work for is really small. Um, We are a South Carolina only beer distributor. And in the Columbia market, we only have two delivery drivers for like three or four counties. And um, so one of our drivers this week is out with COVID. Funny enough, you know, Mm -hmm. just one more like 
punch from COVID. And uh, so I've been yeah. having to play salesman and delivery driver all week. And I've got two events this weekend. And so I've been trying to set all that up, deliver, sell. Mm-hmm. And so tonight I was like, I'm going to drink some 15% beers and yeah. record a podcast. Shit. Yep. For real. Um, let's touch on these two quick stories before we go, uh, or before yep. we uh, take a break and get another beer. Um, yep. One thing that I am super, I'll let you do the other one, but I am so excited. I cannot tell you how excited I am for Elden Ring. Elden Ring has gone gold. Um, we will have it in our hot hands in less than three weeks, I think. It's like at the end what of the What are you going to have in your hot hands? Elden Ring. Oh, okay. Not anything. Well, what course. ring? The, the pe- penis, penis, penis ring? <laughs> Coxman ring? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but if, you know, like, <laughs> you, you completely threw me off with no <laughs> what, what what do i have in my hand what, uh, what is in your what, what you can't what, see you can't see in three weeks it's right gonna here. be in my hot hands i swear to god <laughs> you can't see beneath <laughs> this camera right now you don't know what's down there um but yeah uh so elden ring I, I know that we'll both probably get that that'll be a big thing for us to talk about for uh, a while i think um i've beaten everything from software has done since demon souls the first one uh, so I am very, very, no, I take it back. I never beat Sekiro because um, I, I didn't have it in me, but I mean, everything else they've done. And I am very, very excited about Elden Ring and that we will have that soon. Well, I have beaten nothing that From has done. Um, I have played Dark Souls 1. Uh-huh. I have played Bloodborne. You didn't beat Bloodborne? No, no. I get, I get frustrated and uh, quit. That's what I do. It's not what I did. It's what I do like on like a bi-monthly basis. I try Bloodborne and then I quit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I am excited for that because I will one day beat a From, beat game. A from game. And if there, <laughs> is, if there is one thing to make me fucking do it, it is a George R.R. R. Martin-led Open war. I'm, open world with a horse that i can just like jump on and climb Ghost up a <laughs> um so do you I, I don't know if you've seen any of the stuff that's come out about it but they're basically miyazaki was out there saying like i think that more people are going to beat this one than have ever beat any of our games before you know, yes not in like a he's not saying like it's easier he just said that there was like more accessibility things that mm-hmm. are going to help people get through it which i think for okay. people like you who are like maybe a little bounce off a little bit easier are going to be like okay this is what i needed to get me through some of these more difficult parts i just don't have the damn time to sit there and try to beat a boss for three hours well that's why you summon somebody and get through it i never did that either well that's how you that's how you get through those that's how, i mean i i have since beaten all the bosses solo but like the, my first time through i'm almost always just summoning people out like i want to see the end i want to be able to say i beat it and I'll, I'll summon, I, I got no shame. I'll, I'll summon somebody to help me beat that boss. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe That's you can good. jump in. Can Can you jump in on some Bloodborne with me? Walk me Hell through yeah. some shit? I, I keep Bloodborne installed at all times. I think speaking I still of, have it installed. Speaking of that, I have, Um, I don't know if you've seen this going around, but they did a PS1 D-make of Bloodborne. Oh, uh, I saw that. It looked amazing. So you can download it on your computer right now. I'll send you the link. Ooh, oh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yay. <laughs> I'll send that's it, exciting I'll, I'll send you that link does it play the same as it plays the... exactly the same have you played it i have 
Yeah. It looks, it, if you have any nostalgia for PS1 games, hell I mean, yeah, it, dude. It is, it like from the fonts on the menus to the menu sounds, it looks like they just, I mean, of course, it moves smoother than any blood, like any, any. Oh, and the cool thing is, so it's by default set at like a PlayStation frame rate, it's set at like 22 frames per second. Oh. <laughs> but I do, I, I jacked it up to 144 frames per second, which is what my monitor is. Um, and it looks, oh, man. Not, it almost, it's almost like too many frames. But man, that it that oh, it's just it's dude. Speaking it's so of fun. that, like it, what it what the what the visual style of that game reminded me of was Tomb Raider. That was like for some reason that was what popped in my head. Do you remember? Okay, this wasn't like an obscure game because it was pretty successful, but a lot of people don't remember it anymore. Do you remember a game called Nightmare Creatures? Nope. It was like a Todd McFarlane joint. Uh, uh, Google it. And see. It, it, remi- it reminds me of that game specifically because like the big the big hulking creatures and stuff like that. Like very, I never very played simple. that. I never played that. Uh, I oh. am. I am about to uh, buy Tomb Raider though, because I can. The PS One version. Yup. Or like the Steam version, I guess. I was gonna get it off of GOG. Can I get it on Steam? I, I GOG is probably the way to go when you're buying classic games like that because they take yeah. A like when more. I'm when I'm thinking of old games, I'm thinking I'm probably gonna use GOG. Mm-hmm. Um, I did buy. I did buy Sam and Max Hit the Road. Oh. <laughs> while we were talking about it no no i've had oh. i bought like one of the that was literally one of the first games i bought when i got a piece when i bought a fucking gaming pc that might I bought sam and max that, that might be on um game pass uh that, i think that. i not hit the road so hit, but like sam and max had like a revamp in like the 2000s yeah I talk, that's what i said earlier on the 360 yeah and, i know what uh, you're talking about because I, I i played the um the originals back in the day i i, I was never a big sam and max i was more of dated tentacle and, well see and, i was literally like six years old when these games came out yeah and it's probably the perfect age i and and uh max would cuss and yes. my dad and mom didn't know that and i was i thought i was like pulling one over like ooh, i'm playing this game that's got cuss words in it and they're talking about boobies uh <laughs> that's really funny uh that's like when when dan Reichert talked about how if you put the um on the naughty dog game for the genesis if you put a certain code in it would display, that can't be real it could display movies instead that can't be real that cannot be real so funny oh my god um all right you want to go to the um apex news real quick and then we'll take a break and yeah, and yeah, yeah. there's Yep. And then uh, I'm very I didn't even know this was happening until you sent this uh message to my to, to our group. I, I got this notification on my work phone earlier. I don't know how that happened, but uh <laughs> what <laughs> it's always listening. Always listening. I guess so. Um so they're you know they've been talking for a while about uh bringing Apex Legends to mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is finally actually happening on a small scale. Obviously, this is probably going to be like a server test and a quality control kind of thing. Yeah. So obviously, I think they're going. To, I think what they're doing is they're going to countries with small markets right now. That's, that is what they do. That's how they do it. Yeah. Um, so very soon, you can pre-register now uh, if you are in Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, Peru. Indonesia, Malaysia, the Philippines, Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So those countries can pre-register on the Google Play Store for Apex Legends Mobile. Um, that seems like something that I will uh, really, really enjoy. If if it's anything like 
I wonder if it's going to be just straight up Apex Legends on mobile. Do you think that's what it's going to be? So, you know, they have like PUBG on mobile and Call of Duty uh, Warzone on mobile. Or not, no, sorry, uh, PUBG there's a call of There's a Call of Duty mobile game that is really fucking good. Have you so tried that? I have. Um, Touchscreen controls don't do it for me. I, I'm just I mean, not gonna... but it, it, the reason I liked it is because it's everyone on this one type of controller. If they're doing Apex Legends mobile, is it all? Is it going to be everyone's oh, on mean, touch controls? Uh, yeah, I, well, I, so not necessarily because even with that Call of Duty game, you can plug a controller or not plug. You can you can put a controller on your phone and play it with a controller, which I think is bullshit because ninety percent of the people are going to be playing with touchscreens. Mm-hmm. But the, the kids these days, they're like oh, so fast with touchscreen that they they probably could beat me with a controller at this point. Um, so maybe That's it's not crazy. that unfair. But are we uh, old. Yeah, I don't know if you know this, but we are coming up on the 25th anniversary of God. What did I see the other day? It's the 25th anniversary of um. Oh God! Oh, uh, next year will be the 25th anniversary of Taking Back Sunday's Tell All Your Friends. Shut the fuck up. Or the 20th anniversary. Sorry, 20th anniversary. 20th yeah, anniversary. Dude, I went to the 20th anniversary of uh, what was the one before Tell All Your Friends? That that is the first one. You went to the 15 because that's the one I went to. That was like five years ago, four years ago. There was no way. Yeah. Tell all your friends came out in 2003. Oh, God. <laughs> um, it's really been four years since I went to that concert? Yes. Yep. But say it this way. You went there in 2018. That does not yeah. feel like four years ago, but it was. Well, that's just because like the last like three years have been just totally bone. just one year. Yeah, just one year. Yeah, it um, seriously feels like last year. Uh, um, so we're coming up on the 20. Oh so next year will be the or this year is the 23rd anniversary of the Phantom Menace. I just popped a zit on my face and it's bleeding. Beautiful. All right. Well, while Adam deals with that, <laughs> we're going to we're going to take a quick Are break. you sure I'm 32 and not 15? No, actually, no, I'm not sure. I, that could be. All right, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna go. Adam's gonna go <laughs> with maybe not a fifteen percent. Oh God, no! It's gonna be. It's gonna be. <sighs> oh Lord. Um, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Is what I'm trying to say. And uh, we'll be right back with some what have we been playing and uh, <laughs> see you shortly. Welcome back, everybody, to the Gaming and Drinking Cast. Uh, once again, I am Travis Casey. This is our other host, Adam Gogan. <laughs> yeah, know, I, I, wanted, come in or whatever, I, I wanted. I wanted you to say it. I wanted um, you to say it. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, so we launched into the first segment pretty quickly. Uh, we kind of wanted to get to some of that that news. But uh, now that we've got a few beers in us, we're going to kick back and, and shoot the shit and uh, catch everybody up on life and shit and stuff. So, uh, but before we do that, what do you, uh, actually, I'll, I'll pull my surprise out for you. Yeah, what you got there? Yay! <laughs> so Adam and I literally talked about this earlier today when he was talking about getting this particular beer into um, some accounts. It is the Sweet Baby Chai from Duclaw Brewing. Um this is a spin on their regular uh, Sweet Baby Jesus, which is a peanut butter porter. Uh, at, at amazing peanut butter porters. It's very popular. It's nationwide. 
Um, I love chocolate chai tea. peanut butter. Chocolate, chocolate peanut butter. butter. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like chocolate and porters go like hand in hand. Like, you know. Yeah. But, um, but I love chai tea. So when you told me that this, I didn't even know this was a thing until you told me about it. Um, yeah. I am. So I am. It very, just came out like last week. I am very excited to try this. Uh, let's give it a whirl. I'm kind of so, jealous because I haven't had that one yet. I'll be buying that one from Total next week and trying that one out. Smells like a sweet baby Jesus for sure. That's damn good. Yeah. I feel like this would be really good on draft. I'm going to have to get that one into a cup. I, I know I, I can think of a couple places I should take that to. It, it tastes like a uh, sweet baby. I mean, it tastes exactly what it tastes like a sweet baby Jesus with some chai like sprinkled on top. Just some nice chai spice in there. Some nice chai spice. Is, exactly. Yeah. It's good. I'm, I'm a fan of this. It's uh, 6.2%, by the way. Um, okay. Not, not a not a, not a a killer porter. My last beer is a 9%er, um, and I'm really excited about trying that. Okay. Oh, God. I was thinking this was going to be my last beer, but if I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to drink it. Well, might not be on camera, but I'm drinking that other one tonight, so. Uh, so I have, we've already talked about the little experiment I'm doing tonight. The last one I had was the bourbon barrel, uh, 2018. This is the 2020. Uh The last one was, uh, 15.2 when it was bottled. This one is 14.6 when it was bottled. Um, and it's also two years younger. So, uh, probably probably not quite as strong as the other one. 15% Um, not as strong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but so on this little tag that they have on this fancy bottle, this guy, it says develops in the bottle up to five years. But I did a little Googling and a little I a little Googling, not not just now, but like before and I was actually thinking about this, doing this whole thing yeah. about like how much does Goose Island bourbon barrel change if you age it? And I haven't tried this yet. But they got like a guy who uh, is like an expert on aging beer to come in and um, talk about what might or might not happen to a Bourbon County beer. And they were saying that basically the way that Goose Island makes their beer, they uh, do, I think he called it flash pasteurization Mm -hmm. with, and um so because they do it that way, something about it means that it's not going to age in the bottle as much as you think it would. Um, oh. It's not, it's not going to develop as much. And they've, they've marketed it to where like they say, like it will change. It'll develop. The characters will come out of the beer over time. But according to this expert, I mean, honestly, it was one article that I read. I didn't do a shit ton of research. But according to that one expert, they said that like the, the flavor will not develop that much over time. Is that so a, what I is that a like um like because it's so mass produced, like in that in that particular instance, or is that just is that all because I know our stuff does when it ferments in the can, like it does ferment. Like you can definitely yeah, taste, yeah. taste the difference. Um but like basically the people that buy this bourbon County stuff and age it for years, they think that it's like bringing out like this, it'll, it'll turn into a whole new beer basically by the time you get done aging it. Yeah. And what he's saying is like, it might change a little bit, but it's not going to change dramatically. Just for this beer though, not across. Just the board, for the, just for this beer. No, not across gotcha. the board, but just for gotcha. this particular beer. Because of the flash 
pasteurization process. Yeah. Yeah. That's got so, that's got to be a mass like bottling thing, I think. Got to be. Probably. Yeah, because never, they make a shitload of it. Yeah, I've never cuz we you know, when we when we can something like say one of our our bourbon barrel aged like pastry sauce or something like that, um you can definitely taste the the difference between like last year's and this year's or two years ago. And like um Old Hickory does the Event Horizon, which is one of my favorite beers ever, and I had one from like 2016 that was absolutely amazing and you could tell that it had aged in the bottle but that's also like a homegrown like very like small batch type thing so i yeah i bet, I bet that flash pasteurization thing you're talking about is, is a result of them mass producing it yeah so i i wanted to just check it out and see so this one's two years younger um it had a little bit of a different abv obviously it's going to be a little bit obvious a different uh probably changed the uh the recipe a little bit um, I'm, sure, I'm sure they did yeah every year i think they do change it a little bit yeah. i've heard that this year's i was talking to uh one of my one of my customers today who knows a lot about beer and i was talking to him about this and what i was doing and he said that he tried this year's bourbon county and he said like it wasn't that great mm-hmm. um but they also had like the last five years of bourbon county up on their shelf like for people to buy so he knew a lot about it um but he also didn't tell me whether or not it ages over time. Some people yeah. say it does. Some people don't. I'm about to see if this tastes any different than the other one. Let's see. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Tastes the exact same. <laughs> I wonder. Like, so like, it, you know, it tastes the exact same as the other one. Do you remember like the first time you had like a pumpkin I don't remember where I was or who I was with, but but, but you you remember <laughs> you remember it was a thing though, right? Like the first time yeah. you tried Southern Tears Pumpkin, um, yeah. like the way that that tasted back in like twenty you know thirteen fourteen whenever I first tried it, and the way it tastes now to me is very different. But I bet if you put them side by side to just like a, a person who had been you know had like a couple stouts, you probably wouldn't be able to tell like the minute differences between the two. Um, I bet that that's like a, you know, something that you're not going to really get right now. Like you probably have to do like a, a sifter, you know, while you're yeah, like, sober. Yeah. So you know. that's one thing. Like if, if I would have done these side by side, sip for sip, mm-hmm. then there might be some subtle notes, but yeah. like overall this tastes the same. Also, I will put a little asterisk. Uh, when I got COVID, I lost my sense of smell and taste completely. Like they were gone. Um, I've gotten my sense of taste back, but I still can't smell like hardly at all. Um, and like, yeah, I can smell that a little bit, but like my sense of smell is very, very muted as compared to what it was like a month ago. Yeah. Um, so I, I might not be the best person to do something like this, Yeah. but overall, I'm I'm willing to I'm bet that to they me. they make it like a Bourbon County tastes like a Bourbon County. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like regardless of whether you got it in 2016 or 2022, it's going to taste like a Bourbon County. You know, there might be subtle differences in there, but I think you're going to get the overall picture of a Bourbon County when you drink a Bourbon County. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think that like it's not going to taste like a completely different beer regardless. You know what I mean? Like we can all d- debate the merits of whether or not this, this year's version was good. You know, I do it with pumpkin every year. Cause I'm a big fan of that. Um, 
but like at the end of the day, it still tastes like what it tastes like, you know, uh, it, it's yeah. definitely going to be one of those things where, like you said, if we had like, you know, two glasses set up and you were doing a taste test sip for sip, I bet you definitely could tell the difference. Uh, maybe not with COVID, you know, fresh in your rear view, but, um, I bet you could taste the difference between the two. It's just like you had one a minute ago and now you're having another one. Like that's probably, I don't think you're going to be able to tell the differences in those and in, in that, right. You know, which is yeah. what they want. Like they want Bourbon County to taste like a Bourbon County. Um, mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it, it's still good. I ain't going to, I'm not knocking it for that. Yeah. Um, but I think the whole like tag with like develops in the bottle up to five years. Like, <laughs> dude, it's been, I mean, I, the other one I had just now was four years old. Like it. Yeah. Well, you know, tastes, you, you know, working in this industry, half that shit is just marketing you know oh yeah and (laughs) yeah um mm. and goose island is good at marketing i will say that yeah um (laughs) yeah we'll leave it at that um you know you've when it comes to that kind of stuff like I, i i enjoy the conversations that come from that kind of thing you know i'm willing to talk about like the subtle notes of stuff uh, but honestly, like when you get too far in the weeds and that shit, you kind of sound not you specifically, I'm the Royal, you, you know, people who are like really snobby about beer and stuff. Like it just comes off like really pretentious at times. Like I like good beer. I know what good beer is, but I'm not going to be there. Like, okay, I'm getting notes of, you know, like coffee and, and toffee and, and, you know, nut Brown. Like I can tell some of that stuff, but at the end of the day, I just want my beer to taste good. You know, what I brown? don't nut nut bro no. <laughs> you know like i don't i don't need to I, it, it's almost like a dick measuring contest at some point you know where like you're like i can pull this flavor out before you can tell me about you know what i mean like it there's something about that kind of culture that i just don't like it's like sommelier culture exactly it's a hundred percent like that 100 which like have that. you ever seen the documentary psalm i've seen some of it i, I turned it on uh but dude I didn't. It is, uh, they, they actually made two of them and I watched, I made, I watched both of them and, um, God, it's like, they could do that same documentary with beer for, for these beer guys. Yeah. I don't know what you call them. Flavor specialist. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, they could do one called Cicerone or whatever the fuck. It's the exact same you know, pretentious culture that, and, and don't get me wrong, like Cicerone's out there. If you happen to listen to this, like more power to you, enjoy what you enjoy. We talk about video games in the same context. I get it. But when it comes to me, you know, engaging, I'm not going to engage in that conversation because I don't have, like, I, I just literally had two, like I was doing this flavor test for myself just to see if I could tell a difference. He wanted to go to flavor town. Want to go to Flavor? I went to Flavor Town. There's nothing wrong. Guy with Fieri that. wasn't there. It was just me, myself, and I. I, and, I got to Flavor Town and I was really alone. <laughs> with these subtle notes of chocolate and cocoa. <laughs> um, and like, uh, there, and there's nothing. You know, listen. I I love beer. We both love beer. That's why we started doing this. Um, I don't really care about trying to prove my knowledge of this kind of stuff. I have no time for that. I really don't give a shit. But I know what beer tastes good, or at least to me tastes good. Like, I'm not going to say it's like an overall, 
I'm, I know what everybody should like type thing. I know it tastes good to me. And when I like something, I like it. I might not be, and with, with a lot of things that I like, like movies and stuff, I, I can back that up with beer. Sometimes I really can't back that up. Like, I'm just like, I, I know this tastes good to me. I can't really tell you like if the difference between the, the cryo, you know, mosaic hops and the cryo the hell's a cryo hops. mosaic right like i can't tell you the difference between that stuff I, I do not have that palette matt our buddy that runs hazelwood he definitely has that palette he could tell you that all day and he's not being pretentious that dude just knows the stuff like he just he just got it but i can't do that i just don't have the 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 knowledge that some people have but i'm okay with that like i know it tastes good um and I, i'm fine with that like i like this beer and, right here, and tastes freaking good just because just because you can't like succinctly describe what the fuck about the beer is good you can still know that it is good and you can also know like based on who you're talking to what Mm -hmm. that person may or may not like and so like i can still i can still even though i might not be able to write a five-page review of 2020's bourbon county stout i can still tell you who will or will won't like it um yes that comes with this job too like being able to know your customer and their customer base and knowing what can sell with them and what they're going to like and all this other stuff like that's part of the job and you get to know that stuff over time what individual people's tastes are and that's almost more important than being like well this is the best beer ever like yeah it might be the best beer ever but if it's not going to sell in that account there's really no point in, in trying to get those people to, to jump on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But what I can't, you know what? I'm getting some smoked charcoal <laughs> and banana nutmeg, not banana. I'm definitely I'm... getting some, some, <laughs> some, like some salted caramel. Probably. I don't know some clove I, i'm picking up notes of clove in this this bad boy that's that is actually true um, probably because it's chai but anyway but yo so on another note uh-huh. it has been what a month and a half two months since we've recorded something like that and uh there are reasons for that uh-huh. you know it's funny we're on episode 12 and i think this is like the fourth or fifth episode where i said I just got done moving because uh-huh. <laughs> between September and now I've moved from Tampa, Florida to Lugov, South Carolina mm-hmm. to your roommate briefly. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, from Tampa, Florida to basically living with Katie in Columbia. Yeah to your roommate now to my place so this is my fourth move basically in the last and, like and three months also with your parents for you know like yeah that's stuff, what i'm saying your, to your stuff was there yeah that's what i'm saying like when i moved initially it was to Lugoff off to my parents house mm-hmm. um and all this is just because it has been a tumultuous like six months or so for me but now i am actually and i know i've said this before but i am actually really truly like i'm on a lease yeah, you're settled. I'm on a I'm on a damn lease, guys. I'm, until, I'm a grown until, up. until this time next year when he does it all again. But yeah. <laughs> as of right now, you are yeah, settled. For at least the next 12 months, this will be my backdrop. Settled. 
he is so i think this is like my go. my fourth or fifth backdrop that i've had uh but yeah i got like a nice i got i got a nice little one bedroom apartment got my puppers here with me um surprised we can't hear him snam ham, snam ham snoring in the background you want to say hey you want to say hey hammy come here come on. he's he is all about no, this does, plastic does plastic, plastic bone, bone. Ham um, or whatever he doesn't care, but yeah. So I'm 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 settled finally. Yeah. Um, got got the job with Comer and um, yeah. That's kind of why like the last month or so, uh, I've been either sick or moving. Um, and that's kind of why. Both. Yeah, both. <laughs> so it's been it's been really busy, uh, really stressful. And, um, but now I'm, I'm settled in. And so hopefully I really want us to get on a weekly cadence with this. And, um, I think now we are in the place to do it. Cause I also, another, another little bit for me, I bought a gaming PC. Like mm -hmm. I finally bought, like I've been before this episode, every episode that I have recorded has been on a 2016 MacBook air. <laughs> and now, um, how mid two thousands of film student of youth <laughs> yeah i mean it's what i was a student in your in your case so i um i bought a uh badass new pc and i've been tell them what you got that. in that tell them what you got in that bitch uh i got the old 3060 ti dog 3060 ti. 3060 ti i've got four terabytes of memory um you mean storage space storage space whatever uh <laughs> Probably I don't know what the six, fuck. 16 gigs, 16, gigs, 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, I don't know what the fuck else. If you I had got four terabytes of memory, that'd be... Oof. No, I got four ter... <laughs> I mean, it is memory, though. Like, it's holding it's, it in there. It's remembering that I have it. Yeah, but there's a difference between, like, eh. accessible storage space versus... I Listen, just like with the beer stuff, I can't really tell you the specifics of that. I just know that it's just <laughs> A hard drive or not the words drive. the words you, i made the are you you don't have a four terabyte solid state <coughs> drive though do you no like, i've got two terabytes of ssd and two terabytes of hgd oh that's that's still pretty sick though yeah so do you do you notice that okay so here's a question I, I i so on the ps5 which i know that you haven't fucked around with a whole lot but i notice a big difference between the loading on that and and you know the ps4 whatever but my solid state in my gaming PC, which is pretty nice, I don't see like the the big differences in that that I do with the PS5. Do you? I do. I do. And you I have think it's might... loading like I do on my PS5 because I'm talking like there is no loading. Like when I play yeah. Demon Souls, it's like that. Like I don't mean like Dude, there's no my bar shit, that comes up. It's like my it's shit, just in. My shit boots. No, 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 I'm not talking about booting and stuff like that. I'm talking about like when you load into a game and it's yeah, I know. I'm saying when I boot a game, it like it loads in like that. And if right. there is a loading screen, the bar just goes like this. So I can and tell you there. from so loading Doom Eternal, which I have on both the PC and the PS5, the PS5 version loads probably 50 times 50% faster than the, the PC version. They're both running. I don't know because I don't have a PS5 to compare it to. Okay, I didn't know. I haven't seen like uh, it is definitely faster on on the solid state drive for the PC, but it's not like it's not mind blowing like the PS5 one is. Like the the PS5 when you load into Spider Man from like I'm talking from the game bar, you hit square and like I want to do this quest. You know, you can pull it up from the thing and like you're like 
do this right now. It loads in, in like there is no loading time. Um, and versus the PC, which is just like a really fast loading screen, which is great. Like it's not really a, a thing, but it's not the like game changing thing that I think the PS5 is. And so the reason I ask is because I think it's tethered to, you know, the PC versions have to work for all PCs, whereas the PS5 is a walled garden. It, it, it works on every PS5. Um, and I wonder if we're ever going to get to the point where the PC loading stuff is going to be comparable to PS5 stuff. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. And the reason is because PC stuff is always like whenever you have those like top tier games, they're always going to be creating things that are going to push that PC to its limits. And so there's all it's always going to have to load that. I don't think there's ever going to be a drive fast enough to jump ahead of the cutting edge of the tech. The six thousand by three thousand textures. On a PC yeah, game. like you go if you max out your PC yeah. graphics on. I know Spider Man's not on PC, but say Doom Eternal. Yeah. If you max out on on PC, I think it's still going to be higher than max settings on PS Five. I, I and yes, I think that's one hundred percent right because if you think about loading like those mega textures in, which when I would mod Skyrim on a PC you could download a texture pack that was like just absolutely mind blowing. Like there's no way that your PC is going to load that in, you know, however much amount of time. Um, But I do think there's something about like, you know, when you're switching between uh, loading like levels and demon souls, because you do load into levels in that on like dark souls, it is like so fast that it's one of the most impressive things about the PS5, I think. So I, I, I think that like, if you're, if you're trying to develop before like, you know, uh, uh, that type of game for the PC, maybe that's what separates the two, like mind blowing textures that you're never going to be able to see on a PS5 just because they don't, you can't, it's not going to be able to process that stuff. I guess that trade-off is worth it, but it is a cool thing that, that I think the PS5 does. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think if you lowered your, if you lowered your graphics settings enough to like, I wish that there was some way, like some toggle that was like, match ps5 like on a pc be like just just do what the p do the same settings as the ps5 and then just like compare them side by side kind of like the same way with the fucking beers that we were drinking earlier like i we could very well do a sip for sip this is what it is but with the ps5 and a pc like you don't know what's going on under the hood on a ps5 versus a pc where it's like you can you can nitpick and kind of change every setting I think, and I really thought at one point the console market was going to get like this where we would be able to drill down and do that stuff. Like that's one of my favorite parts about being a PC gamer is like being like, all right, listen, I value frame rates over this. I want to, I want to make my textures look medium or high, not very high. My shadows to be detailed, not very detailed or extreme or whatever. Like I love doing that stuff. And I know not everyone wants that. That's why you get like a, a console that just takes care of all that stuff for you but there really is something about being able to be like i'm gonna make the perfect game for me and i think that's what pc gaming does so freaking well uh it's one of the things i missed about pc gaming when i wasn't doing it for a while and one of my favorite parts about doing it now although you can download like geforce experience and it'll like kind of take care of that stuff for you but i find that it isn't like perfect by any means and i still want to get in there and, and like tinker with it you know i can i can i uh just kind of 
Yeah, this pinky is a, this, this pinky is safe, out snob moment for a second. A safe, this is safe space. I just max everything out. <laughs> I max it all out and it runs like butter, dude. Is your is your monitor 4K? <coughs> it is not. But okay, most so games don't run at 4K anyway. Most modern games do on the PC for sure. Yeah. If you're not seeing those settings on yours, it's because it knows your monitor can't go up to that. So it doesn't even display uh, that. But yeah, most most modern PCs or most modern PCs. What's games, your refresh rate? 144. God damn it. <laughs> That's why I bought this monitor. And honestly, until is it 4K HDR 144? No, it's not 4K. It's 1080p uh 144 HDR. Okay. If it were 4K, it probably would have been a 600 dollars monitor or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, that's the one concession. But my graphics card isn't nearly, it's not a 3060 for sure. It's uh it's like the 20 series. So it ain't gonna be running 4K at 144. So it wouldn't matter either way. Dude, I uh, honestly like I, I was worried when I got this because like I I always told myself, like, I've always wanted a gaming PC. Parents would never give me one growing up. They mm-hmm. were just like, you just all you need a computer for is fucking homework. My dad yeah, is homework. The epitome of, uh, you know, like, what, you need something besides Excel? <laughs> You're texting <laughs> your girlfriend inside Excel? <laughs> um, so I never had a gaming PC growing up, uh, but I always wanted one because I always, like, growing up, I had all, all the consoles, but then I had friends who had all these games that I couldn't play. Yeah. Um, and I always told myself, like, I will get a gaming PC eventually. Yeah. Um. And then I finally got to the point where I just was, I don't know if I, have I told the story of how I got this PC or how I, you told me personally, but, not have on the I, but I have, a, have I talked about it on the podcast at all? No. Cause last it's time we crazy. recorded, you didn't have a PC. So yeah, I know I didn't have one, but I might've already bought it. Cause I waited for this thing forever. Oh, you might. Yeah. I think you actually might have told something. So tell it again. Yeah. So basically um i was just scrolling on facebook one day and one of my friends from savannah i used to live in savannah um he posted on facebook that he just happened to have several 30 series graphics cards yeah he he um he actually bought one of those scalper bots that like can like just buy up stock Mm -hmm. and um when you buy one of those scalper bots they also give you uh they give you access to like scalper discord which he showed me as well dude scalper discord's crazy yeah i bet i i i synced it dude i can't even these guys these guys these fucking ass these guys these guys fucking assholes dude you got uh you got a you got like a not caleb not not caleb my buddy caleb isn't awesome because he he actually is not scalping to make profit he is using the scalper bot to buy them and then sell them he he literally sold me this pc at cost i mm-hmm. saved two grand buying this pc 100 uh, because when you paid for that pc you would have just gotten for that video card yeah yeah he 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 hooked me the f up um but, but these other sh- guys these fucking these guys other, these other guys these, these fucking dude, guys he showed me he was like look this is the most recent post on the discord and he showed me the most recent one and it was a guy walking through a warehouse of pallets of ps5s yeah how shitty is like that? 
here, here's here's the way that I feel about this. So like, I get the listen, make your bucks, whatever. Like, I don't really care about that. It's not me. I wouldn't do it. Do what you got to do. I have a friend that has her, her girl, her boyfriend does it. I'm not a huge fan of that, but you know, but whatever dude, you do, the scale, saying, the scale that these guys are doing it at is insane. Right. That's that. That's what bothers me is that like, like let the people, like if the market were able to like saturate first and then you wanted to do it, I feel like I'd be okay with that, but you're really just ripping off like people who don't know any better because if and eventually you're going to be sitting there with a warehouse full of PS5s. Right. Exactly. Like eventually, well, probably not anytime soon, but like, you know, eventually you're, you're the, the ball is going to drop and you're not going to be able to do that stuff anymore. There's got to be a way to, I mean, maybe not the warehouse situation. I don't know how you fix that, but like the scalper bot situation, why has technology not caught up to the point to where that is no longer a fucking thing? Like, I just don't understand how these bots are scraping these sites and getting these things that regular human beings just can't get, you know, like people sit with Wario 64 on their phones trying to get PS5s or 3080s all day long. And they have no luck whatsoever because these bots are scraping up everything. And it just like, that shit drives me nuts, dude. I just don't yeah. like it. I it don't sucks. like that. It sucks. And that's the only reason I don't have a PS5 right now is because I don't have the time or the energy to sit there and watch a PS5 notification account like it's like my life savings on the dow jones market <laughs> right no i don't have time for that i ain't got time for that i got other stuff to do and like if if somebody i've got a friend of mine here in columbia actually who for some reason like god bless this man he uh he enjoys finding playstations buying them and then selling them at cost to friends Mm-hmm. i can see that it's like a robin hood almost type thing like, yeah like he 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 sent me a snapchat the other day and actually so uh he sent me a snapchat the other day of he's like oh i got another one and it's like a ps5 disc and i was like "Ooh, sell it to me and he's like i already sold it to this other guy sorry i, I was like all right we'll hit me up next time so mm-hmm. yeah. but like I, I, like that's that's the extent of my research <laughs> yeah. i'm not like i'm not gonna go out of my way for that are you serious yeah. It, it, like it's it's one of those things where you either like you're into the 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 chase and the and the grind of that stuff or you're just like i'm not going to engage with this shit I, at all i find it i find it completely absurd that that's where that market is it, it it is it is completely absurd there is no other words for it it should not be this way it should so... be there should <laughs> the, these companies that sell this shit should have figured have devised a plan to get around, hire these guys that are making these bots, hire them to devise a plan against the bots. That's what you need to do. Honestly, but dude, that's what you, you understand do. that that's just like, they are probably all about these guys because it's literally, those guys are buying up their stock. And then yeah, but- it's also creating more demand for their product. So like, and then also there's a shortage of materials to make their product. So they just want, they've got demand up here, supply so down here, from, like it's basic. From the manufacturing side, the people who are making this stuff, like maybe Sony and, and, and GeForce and all those, and NVIDIA, those guys, you're right. But the Walmarts and the Best Buys, they don't want you to just buy that one product. They want you to buy a cart full of stuff. So for them, they are the ones who need to figure this shit out. And, and they do want to figure this shit out because they it, have. Does hurt, it does hurt their you bottom line. 
you know what they do? They have now created, you know how there's like all, everything is on a subscription base now. Yeah. Now even Walmart and Best Buy, in order yeah. for you to get into the possibly queue. being able to yeah, get not a even, PS4 not even a guarantee, five, just the possibility. You have to pay a subscription fee just to be able to get in line. And let me clarify, <laughs> that is not what I'm talking about. That is not but the that, answer. But that's, that's the, the but that's their answer, and that's that's making them more money. It is making them more money. I think that's shitty because it's also it's just the if you were guaranteed, you're like, hey, I signed up for the Best Buy like game pro program or whatever the fuck they call it and you're guaranteed like hey within like the next time one of these drops you're guaranteed a spot okay i'm fine with that but you're just all your guarantee is a chance to get in line that is not enough what yeah, they need to figure, that game. what they need to figure out is how you give someone like a cube ticket i i get that's the only way i can think to describe it where like your ip is assigned to this you were here for however long before the drop happened the drop happens you're guaranteed your place in line as if you were physically in line at a GameStop or something like and then, that. And then if the product runs out at that point, then the line stays. That's you, exactly. You were there. Exactly. And, then, and then next time it rolls out, you're going to get your shit. I, but I, that's I, not how it works. That and, isn't and, how it works. And that's And you know, because- it's, it's honestly, I think it is all against, and I know this sounds like some like, just like conspiracy, but like, no, it's, I really think it is, they don't care. They don't care because think, it I, it I helps right. their bottom line for people for all of us to have to subscribe to their shit to possibly get it and then we have to stay subscribed to possibly get it again okay, and then stay subscribed to possibly get it again when we don't get it every time. They might and not I care. haven't they might I haven't not, subscribed at all. They might not care right now, but this is what happens in these things, and this is the reason like certain apps or uh, tech industry things take off. Because just like with taxis and then Uber, somebody's going to devise a plan where they don't deal with this shit anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like somebody's going to come up with a solution where this does not happen. And then that buying that, that marketplace is going to be the de facto marketplace, marketplace from here on out. So just like before Uber, everybody had to use taxis. Now no one uses taxis. Everybody uses Uber. That's what's going to happen with this kind of stuff because somebody is going to devise a plan where this is no longer an issue. And then that will become the way that people deal with these things from here on out. And that's why I think these companies need to get off their ass and do something about it. Because I think you're right. I think they don't have a really an incentive to do it because either way they're selling out every single time something drops. But at the end of the day, when somebody figures out a better solution, everyone's going to migrate from that platform. And they're not only going to lose the money from those sales, they're also going to lose the money from that subscription service because ain't nobody going to be doing that stuff when somebody else figures out a better way to do it at no cost whatsoever. And yeah. that, that is the issue. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I hate that that's how the market is, but um, I need to go get another beer. So. All right. Let's take another break. Uh, take and we'll a quick be, break. We're going to be back to talk about some actual video games here in a second. <laughs> Um, and, uh, we'll see you in just a bit. Yeah. Mm. Welcome back to the gaming and drinking podcast episode 12. Uh, we are back from break and I'm starting on a new beer. Adam is drinking the, uh, Bourbon County still. This is, I can't read that. It's a, a sun lab. A sun lab. Uh, I really like this brewery. Uh, they do very cool stuff. Um, uh, apparently, Sun Lab is out of Miami, but it, this was brewed at Westbrook. 
which is okay. in Charleston for people who don't live around here. Um, this is a pastry stout. It has, it's called Shadows Hanging Over. Uh, it looks like this one they did a couple, like a year ago called uh, Dark Side, The Dark Side, which is one of my favorite beers I've ever had. Um, this The can looks the same. It's kind of the same style. Pastry stout with cocoa nibs, coconut, and milk sugar. Now, I'm not a big coconut person, but usually in beer, can't really taste it, so... I mean, we'll if you've got if you've got cocoa nibs and milk sugar, I feel like that will balance that out pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. And it's also uh, APV. It is nine percent. There you go. So now I'm getting up there in Adam territory. There you go. <laughs> All right. So uh, now that we're um, about an hour and a half into the show, we're going to get to what you've been playing. Um, We've been playing a lot of stuff in the interim between the last show and now. We're just going to hit some highlights. We're not going to go over absolutely everything, but we have both played a couple of things. Um, so why don't you start with one of the ones that we've been playing? Okay. So I think we should go with the one we've been playing most recently, um, which was Portal 2. Yeah. So the newest of video games. Yeah. So now... <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not the newest, but it is one of the best. And um, I feel like that's and I feel like that's just objective. Everyone, <laughs> everyone talks about all the new video games. We can talk about the good video games here. We're going to talk about Portal 2 because Portal 2 is fucking great. Yes. And I, I actually so one of the first games I downloaded when I got this new PC, I was so excited just to be able to play all these games that I haven't had the opportunity to play before, which obviously Portal and Portal 2, they were both on Xbox and 360. Um, I played them on those, but is Portal, I have Portal 1 on 360? No. It was on the red box or orange no, box. Was Portal 2 on? I think Portal 2 was on the orange box, wasn't it? I think I Portal and Portal 2 were on the orange box um yeah but anyways um i played both portal and portal 2 on the xbox series of consoles i don't know which one i played them on um but i have not been able to go back and just download games that i have not been able to touch in a long time because portal 2 um i don't think is available on xbox anymore uh, it hasn't portal been Portal 1 was part of the orange box. Portal 2 was a standalone. Like, okay, okay, release. okay, yeah. So they I were got, both I got, on the, the Xbox. So uh, yeah, I got, but they're not available on Xbox platforms anymore. Right. I, I think so, we talked about this when we were, because I was like, man, I love the orange box and you just can't buy that thing anymore. And it's just not yeah. available. So yeah, so I haven't been able to play Portal in a long time. And that's one game that like I loved. I absolutely mm -hmm. loved Portal and Portal 2. And I haven't been able to play them in a long time because I've been on the PlayStation ecosystem. And even if I was on Xbox, I wouldn't have been able to download them again. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the first games I downloaded was Portal. Beat that in like a day and a half. Yeah, and the then, first one is very short. And then got on Portal 2 and started playing that solo and then told Travis I was playing that solo. And then we start neither of us had played like we had both played through portal two mm -hmm. but neither of us had played portal two multiplayer right and so we for the last like probably two weeks mm -hmm. um have been uh playing portal two together the multiplayer on portal two is amazing 
it is absolutely one of the most fun experiences multiplayer that I've had in a very long time. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it, it's portal puzzles. You know, if you've played portal, you know, if you don't, I will explain it quickly. Basically you get two portals, you shoot one in one wall, you shoot one in the other wall, you can walk in one and you walk out of the other one. And it's, it's mind bending and uh, it gets really, really heady, really, really fast. Yeah. And um, so having two people doing it, it gets even headier because then there's four portals involved and there's forced cooperation. You absolutely have to work together yeah. or else it's not going to work. This game would um, almost 100% not work without voice chat if you try to do it. Like there's a ping kind of, but when you're working the solution oh, I can't out, imagine. I can't imagine trying to play this without voice chat. I'm I would so, murder myself. I'm so glad that I never played this in the original incarnation because I, I don't get on voice chat except with people I know. And I don't, I didn't know anyone that played this back in the day like I did. Uh, but this experience, like, cause you're not just, you're, you're, you're coming to the solution together. Like you're not just like one person doing something like it, it really is a melding of the minds. And when you have that Eureka moment, it is one of the most satisfying things in video games. I it's think, great. You can do. It's great because like, there will be, there will be like one puzzle that like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. And Travis will be like, Oh wait, no, you need to shoot your portal over there. And then I need to bounce off of this. And then the ball is going to land over there. And then I'm going to bring it over this way. And then I'm going to drop it in there and then we're done. And then the very next puzzle, I will do that exact same thing. And it, it's just like, it's God, it's fucking great. It's, 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 it's kind of an amazing achievement of design that you, some of them seem like that number three on the bonus stages that we were just doing was like, I mean, it, it, it basically melted both of our brains and granted we've been playing portal Two co-op for about three hours at that point. So maybe that had something to do with it, but like it was basically melting our brains. Um, and then we finally got the solution and it wasn't even like one of those that we could replicate. We, I think we accidentally got you up to that pledge the first time. And then when we finally got this, it's like, no, just hop down here. And then you did it and we got it like instantly. And it was yeah. like one of those things where like, I could not explain that to, I couldn't explain that to the audience right now if I even tried, you know what I mean? But if you're being in that world with the other person, you're both like, oh, let's, why don't we try this? Why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? And you're just constantly doing things and, and opening up new avenues of, of, of uh, like puzzle exploration that without each other there, you never would have come to. The ones in the single player are designed for one person. So you kind of get this like real, there's like a, a definitely a sense of satisfaction there, but it's not like doing it with your friend, which is like this whole other level of Eureka cooperation and the cooperation and communication that that game brings like just organically mm -hmm. is absolutely amazing. It's like, unparalleled. Um, There's nothing else. I, like um, I, I really think that whenever me and you are like, in a level together like whenever i'm stumped i kind of just think travis is probably going to figure this out right and then when i think when you're stumped you're probably thinking the same thing yeah and then like i'm, like, I'm gonna let adam handle this one <laughs> so like yeah. then so then we figure it out and like it's just like fuck yeah and then like one of us will feel fucking 
like a genius for mm-hmm. a minute. And then it's like, okay, next turn, like my, as soon as I figure one out, I like it, it literally takes everything you have to figure it out because these puzzles are so ornate and they're so well-designed. Like they're so well-designed that like it, it but once it clicks, once, once it, it clicks, clicks yeah. you know exactly what you need to do. Right. And um, that's the, the achievement but, of design that I'm talking about. Like once you know what it is, like it's like, boom. And then there are, yeah. are other times, which I don't, you know, we talked about this. I don't know if it's like actually a thing that's in the game that you can do, but sometimes you feel like you're cheating a little bit or like you're cheating the system. And that feels yeah. really fucking good. Like we did really that a few times good. at the beginning where we would like shoot a portal like to a corner where it's like, I don't know where's I don't know this is supposed there. to be how that's supposed to work, but it like works there, for us. There, it would literally like I think there was one in particular where it's like you're supposed to carry a cube across a chasm mm-hmm. with maybe like one platform in the middle. It was the it was the river of, going around, and there were like four walls on the other side that we didn't even touch any of those walls. We just went straight up. <laughs> and, and and like uh, i looked i i told you i was like i there's like four walls over here that we didn't even we didn't even touch we didn't even look at those walls and you're like yeah we're just, gonna, we're just gonna keep going we're just gonna we're just gonna keep going like that that kind of like uh ability even even if that's the way they designed it like that like to make you feel that way even if that's the case it i works. still feel good about it <laughs> it works I still feel really good about it yeah exactly uh yeah that that, that, that is a great great video game um I am so surprised, having played this co-op with you now, that they haven't broken that off and made it like a live service game. Because if they would just like, like a Wordle, you know, like some kind of like everyday puzzle. I haven't touched Wordle. Yeah, I haven't either. But I'm saying like, okay, so in my world, imagine there's a Portal game that every day they give you a new co-op puzzle that you do with your friends. That would be be amazing. Like how, like I would subscribe to that. You know what I mean? Like I'd pay $1.99 a month or whatever the hell. Like mm-hmm. they could make some money. I, I am so surprised. Even if it wasn't that, even if it was just like a Portal Three or like a Portal Co-op separate uh, separate campaign, why have they not does done that? Does Portal yet? have Does Portal have a what's it called Steam uh, Workshop integration? Yeah, I am not sure. I have to look into that. If it does, I I you, I wonder if people can make their own maps. Like that would be cool. Also, I think that would be a lot of where we'll have to look into that. But even so, like, why has Valve not made a Portal 3? Like, come on, make a Portal 3. It would literally print money. Like, Portal 2 was a gigantic success. I don't understand why you haven't made a Portal 3. Orange Box, dude. Orange Box, I think, blew up the market. Yeah, Counter-Strike, one of the first instances of Counter-Strike on a console was the Orange Box. It's one of the most successful games of all time. Why the hell have you not made a Portal 3? Can I tell you something? When I bought Orange Box... I don't think I ever opened Counter-Strike. I literally never did either. Cheers. <laughs> All I did. All I opened was Portal. Because I was like, ooh, I can play Portal on Xbox now. Um, okay, so we, we've been playing Portal 2 together. That was great. Uh, we have also been playing another game that Adam likes quite a bit. Uh, it isn't really my jam. I appreciate what it's doing, but it's not my thing. Um, and that is Nobody Saves the World. Uh, this is a a top-down Zelda-esque uh, RPG adventure game I that that you you play as a guy who's got no face, basically uh, is the best way to put it, I guess. Uh, his name is Nobody. You got holes. You got holes for eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason he does he looks that way is because he just inhabits yeah. these other forms. You get like I think the first form you get is a rat. 
and then you become uh, a soldier, a guy with a sword, uh, and then an archer, a ranger character, I think. Um, and mm-hmm. you're basically leveling up these forms by completing these various quests. It's very uh, grindy, and it makes the grind fun. They give you these little tasks that you complete over uh, each dungeon, um, and, and then you level up your characters. You go, you unlock new abilities that you want to unlevel. And you are, con- I mean, when I say constantly, you are constantly unlocking or quest like quest meters are filling I mean, up whether whether it's whether it's a, a new uh form to take or whether mm-hmm. it's a new attack that your current form can get or whether it is leveling up the current attack that your current form has you are always leveling something up mm-hmm. And that, that every, meter is constantly ticking. Constantly. Oh, there's so many meters. There's and they're so many always meters. going up. <laughs> they're they're always up. leveling up. I'm always leveling up, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of my favorite things about games is like the skill tree. Mm-hmm. And this skill tree is ever evolving because when you not even, even if you're not leveling up your own character's skill tree, you will unlock a new character who has his own skill tree that mm-hmm. then you can combine with your current character skill tree yeah. and then and then there are all these challenges that involve uh say like you've got so there are several different types of damage you can do you've got like poison light uh, yeah, uh heavy damage over time uh, sharp mm-hmm. and 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 you've got challenges for doing each type of damage with each type of character but right. whenever you first unlock a character they only do one maybe two types of damage yeah usually Um, one ability is unlocked at the offset and then you are trying to level up and get the second ability which will then unlock challenges for that ability which will then feed back into the original ability and give you more challenges for that which will then unlock something another ability for that particular character oh dude it's (laughs) it's so good it's so good it's basically the the grinding but it's not it's, it's grinding not painful made fun. grinding it's grinding made fun the grinding is the point of the game that that yeah. is it this treadmill of things that you're doing is literally the point of the game uh i don't remember who said this but somebody was like it's like an idle game that you're not idle doing you know what i mean like the, the meters are constantly going up but you're actually doing stuff instead of you know just watching yeah, if you if you just up. sat there then the meters wouldn't go up but right. as long as you are looking at what your goal is as long as you're trying to work toward that goal, that meter is always going to go up. There's basically and nothing. Eventually, that like right now, I think where I'm at, there's like, I've got like probably 30 different, <laughs> literally 30 different tasks that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And pretty much no matter who I'm, I've got probably 12 or 13 different characters. Whoever I'm working with, I can do something to level that up quickly. Like, and the, and the thing, the, the, the thing that sets this apart from other grindy games is the clip at which like you get new stuff. Cause like, it's, it's, fast. it's quick, like you, you do it and then you got something else to grind. And I, then I you, feel like you're but, constantly hitting that menu button and going to the menu and like, uh, like clicking the, uh, done you know what i, mean? I don't mm-hmm. know what you like you're hitting the the button that says i i did this and then it pops and it gives you the thing and then it pops a new quest on top of that you're constantly yeah. going to the menu and doing that you're so then whenever whenever so whenever you do the thing and you finish that quest to pop the new quest you can either keep going on this quest line 
or go to this other quest line that just opened up. Mm -hmm. But if you keep going on this one and pop another one, then another one's going to pop up up here and mm -hmm. another one's going to pop up here. So it's like, it's a branching tree that like just seems, seems infinite. I know it's not, but like the, the amount possibilities of, seem the amount yeah. of branches and the amount of combinations of abilities and powers that you can combine, because once you unlock abilities with one character or one form, you can mm. then slot those in to any other form. So have you leveled anyone up to completion yet? I have not. Uh, the reason for that, though, is because once you get your character to level B, uh, as far as I've seen, once you finish all the quests for that form, uh -huh. they there no more quests form. So like I can't continue to level that character to level A. So I think I think I have to get to a certain point in the story yes. before yeah, I think, before I, I can happens. level that character to level A. And I think once I level that character to level A, I think that the customization options for all of these characters is pretty much going to be endless. Because right now it's literally like if I have a dark character, it's asking me to do light damage. If I have mm -hmm. a light character, it's, like it's asking me to do. It's uh, strong damage or you, sharp you, damage. It wants you to do like the opposite of everything that, that it's a that you have on that character to like expand it or whatever. Yeah, it's, and it, not necessarily the opposite. Like it's just a fun way. Like they the tutorialization of it is is built into the game. Like it's telling you like, hey, combine this with that, and then you can do like over time. Like if you combine some types of damages, like the stacks of damages that mm -hmm. you can do are incredible. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you have a character that builds dark damage or, or that poisons someone, and then you also have damage that slows them, you can just basically stop them in their tracks and then they'll just die where they're standing. Right. Um, but you wouldn't know that, but they tell you to do that. They'll be like, take your poison character, add some slow to them. And then there you go. And so they're trying to tutorialize that in quests. Yeah. And once once I think you get through all those quests, it's just going to be like, do whatever you want. Right. And uh, I think once I get to that point in the game, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And um, I know uh, you, we both listened to uh, the Firescape cast and Dan Reichert's talking about like his praises of this game. And I really think that, I am going to get to a point where I am just like a crackhead trying to figure out how to sell to a CD player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this game. I'm going to buy Listen, you want a $5 special? I'll give you a dark only damage. I'll give you light damage. Uh, this game didn't exactly click for me. Um, I, I see why people like it. it it's not my thing. Um, but I'm glad that you are enjoying it. Another game that we have both been on was uh, Death's Door. Um, that is a top-down, another top-down game. This is more isometric, I guess. Uh, very, yeah. very Zelda-esque. Uh, even more so than Nobody Saves the World. And also a lot of Dark Souls, because you've got like a three-button combo. You have like the um, dodge roll. Um, it, it seems very, it's built around combat. There, you are literally gathering souls 
and you will lose them if you die. And by souls in this one, he doesn't mean like the the currency of Dark Souls. Like you're literally reaping souls because you are a like minion of death, I guess. I don't even know how to explain it. Um, you're, you're you're a bird. You're a crow, uh, and you are you're a reaper. Yeah, and you're and you're reaping souls, uh, which you can then use as a currency. So it is very Dark Souls. Yeah, but- and, and and when you I, can you, I can't remember. Can you actually pick your souls back up after you lose them? I think you can. Um, I Am don't I think wrong? I don't think that you actually lose no. them when you when you like die. I think you just go back to the starting point. You're because I I, I think that you like I haven't died but like twice. Um, so I don't really know. But I, I think you just go back to like your. I think the 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 detriment to dying in this game is getting back to where you were, not exactly getting back and and gaining your experience back. Because <clears throat> I died on a boss character one time and I had to go all the way back from that like that like uh, central room, which is very like bureaucratic, where there's like people behind typewriters and stuff. Oh yeah. And then you go through the door and you're in like a color. So <clears throat> we should say the color palette in this game. So you start off and it's like completely black and white, except for your red ass sword. Um, and then you like you're in this like bureaucratic uh they make death very like systematic so you you're like all right but your task for getting this soul right now so you have to go out and find that it's almost like a boss rush game because there's not a whole lot of enemies in between the bosses like it's basically just you go here you fight this boss you go here you fight this boss um and the first one i died to i mean there there are a good bit if you're if you're going around and trying there's a lot of exploration yes yes a lot and if you if you are trying to explore the whole map then yeah there are there are a lot of enemies they are easy to kill yeah but they're there you'll come across enemies but that doesn't seem to be the focus of the game the focus is definitely the bosses um i guess that's what i mean by it's 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 kind of like a boss rush game um because the enemies that you fight like at least the ones that i fought so far in the game they're not really challenging like they almost die after every three hit combo um And then you, I think you, as you develop your character over time, so everything's really expensive in this game. I don't know if you noticed that, but like the, the upgrade ability cost is, is pretty expensive. Um, and it has like a very distinct art style that I like. I don't know that I'm going to stick with it though. It's just not, it hasn't grabbed me yet the way that I kind of hoped it would. I love Dark Souls type games and I love Zelda games, but you know, it, it, it just hasn't grabbed me the way that I hoped it would yet um well, i don't know how you're feeling about it i mean i i've enjoyed the different abilities that i've gotten yeah they take a lot to get um but also just the fact that you're playing as a bird you are you are a crow i don't know if we've mentioned that yet but we did. uh we did. It, okay <laughs> <laughs> you're a bird mm-hmm. you're a bird i i have a big love hate relationship with birds Birds don't exist, so, so it's okay. I have a big love-hate relationship with birds. I mm-hmm. love them. I hate them. They are intriguing and terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you run so, the 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 and birds account? Is that you? No, but I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, I oh, I have so many so many stories I could say about birds there's some some childhood trauma coming out here i feel like no like 30 year old trauma i got chased by a mockingbird for like a half a mile i'm sorry a mockingbird yeah those are like three inches tall yeah okay yeah 
Okay. Motherfucker dive bombed me. Uh huh. And what'd you do? I ran through rocks at it. I I was okay. So <laughs> I was jogging. I was. It was when I was living in Lugov. So it was like October of last year or something. You were jogging. It was like I was jogging on a course that is for jogging. Okay. It was a trail like area. So in you're saying a course for jogging, not a course for fucking birds. Not a course for fucking birds. Okay. Wait, fucking birds? No, no, like not fucking, fucking birds. birds. Fucking birds. Not fucking birds. Not a, no, nobody. No courses no are course. for that. <laughs> Maybe in Florida, but not here. <laughs> I mean, nobody's fucking <laughs> no, birds. Nobody's dude. fucking. But I'm saying not f- for birds. Not for fucking birds. Just for humans. No, the birds Bobby. can live there too. I don't have a problem. No, the but you're, I'm saying like too. I'm saying this is for jogging in peace, not for birds to like maybe harass you. Is no, not this is a birds, This isn't a bird habitat. Can, like the you're, birds, you're, you're not coming. It's a in bird habitat. It's a squirrel habitat. It's a raccoon habitat. It's a beaver habitat. What it's, I was getting a, at is that, that you're not disturbing their ecosystem. No, I'm not messing with anything, dude. I'm and just that's jogging. What I was at. I'm just, just jogging, just making my way, just downtown. <laughs> I I was on I was on a little jog. Uh-huh. And I was having fun. Uh-huh. And then I was like straight ahead. I looked straight ahead and there was a fucking like oak tree uh-huh. and this fucking mockingbird out of nowhere, just like is standing on like the edge of the tree, just like screaming at me. <laughs> like, I know he's not screaming into the distance. He's literally staring at me, screaming at me. And I was like, basically. and I was just like, well, I have to come towards you because that's where the trail goes. Right. And then like, I got to, like the trail went like right under that branch and then took uh-huh. a right. Uh-huh. So I get there and then I take the right. And then this bird just dive bombs my ass. And, like, and I'm going to like, what the fuck? And he's like, fucking coming at me, coming at me from behind. And I just hit. And I t- like, I'm driving or I'm running on like a gravel path. So uh-huh. I pick up like a handful of gravel. And I throw it at him, and then and then he goes back in the trees, uh-huh. and I just keep jogging. And then, about five seconds later, he comes at me again. He's back. He's back. He's he's back. so. I and I then like, like I'm just like throwing I'm throwing gravel at this bird, dude. And this sounds. Do you know what this sounds like? This sounds like an always sunny, uh, like scenario where. It's, like charlie is like i'm going running but this fucking bird like you won't believe that this bird like wouldn't stop fucking with me he he hated me so so i i end up literally getting chased by a mockingbird for like a half mile and i i still had another half mile to mile left to run but i was done being abused the bird one you turned around i left wow the bird dude he he fuck he would not stop so no wonder you have such a complicated feeling about birds and i mean and, even before that i've never been the, a fan of geese and the plant i know we we we've, we've talked we have discussed this on the podcast and also while we were running at the river walk you think geese are evil which is like the weirdest thing i've ever heard in my entire life but also pelicans well that's an i didn't know that i didn't know you hated pelicans too that's a weird fuck pelicans so is there a bird that you do like like a sparrow a like a hummingbird i like a hummingbird you just said the hummingbird attacked you 
No, Mockingbird. Oh, mock. It was mocking. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And he was mocking me, that fucking asshole. <laughs> All right. Moving on from <laughs> Adam's bird trauma, which is apparently a lot deeper than any of us thought it was. Um, we have. Pl- All right. If you so- know, you know. I guess so. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, I have been playing a little game called the Hitman Trilogy. Uh, this was always a game that I think you and I have been intrigued by because we've seen various people we like play it. Uh, I think you said one time it's a game you like watching more than you like playing. Uh, and I think I have mostly been inclined to agree to that. Like I, I'd never really, I'd never found much enjoyment in playing it. But for whatever reason, uh, so Hitman 3, if you boot it up and you have the content bought for Hitman 1 and 2, it just imports that stuff into your, your game. So is it oh, you the whole trilogy available on Game Pass? It is. Yeah, you can you can play the whole trilogy on Game Pass. Um, so I didn't do that. I, I have it on PS5. Um, the, the, the PS5 Hitman 3 client you can download that for free. You don't get the Hitman 3 maps, but you can import all your other stuff in. So that's what I did. So I have Hitman 1, Hitman 2. And I literally blew through both those games in like two sittings. I was obsessed with that game. And I think it's because I really like games that set a rule set for you and completely abide by that rule set. So like, that's the reason I like Dark Souls so much. Like, you know exactly what's going to happen when you hit this button, when you do this dodge roll, when you do this, this. Hitman is the exact same kind of thing where you're like, okay, if I do this, this happens. If I do this, that happens, yada, yada. It's a very rule set based game. I really, really like that. And it became that game like after work when you know when you're stressed and you're like, I just need to unwind. I would put that on and like, you know, just chill out with that. It's the same thing I would do when, when I played Dark Souls, like, it's one of those games where Dark Souls can be stressful, but because of how rigid its rule set is and how it always abides by that rule set, no matter what happens, you're always, you know exactly how you're going to be approaching the situations. And I find that very like comforting and relaxing when I'm like done with work and I, I want to relax. I find that like having that rigid rule set is like exactly what I want. There's no like, you know, it Do almost you- becomes a comfort thing. So my my favorite thing about those games is the interactions that I see between and like let's just be real we we both are big fans of Giant Bomb and Next Lander and Firescape and all of those guys and um, my favorite thing about Hitman was their interactions while they were playing it mm-hmm. and how they could make that rule set be just fucking Ridiculous. basically looney tunes yes. like it was like they were looney tunesing that shit and so and yes that that definitely, have you found that you can looney tunes that shit 100 <laughs> so like you 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 go into a situation you're like i have this plan i'm gonna do this this way because you can do like mission stories and it kind of like guides you through it but uh just like anything uh, the best laid plans almost always go astray and it's in those moments of your plan going astray that you have to improvise and that's when you come across that stuff that is like absolutely like there was one point where i was in like a tunnel beneath a um like a, a resort 
and there's like a can of expired spaghetti sauce on the side. And this guy like notices me and I'm trying to get away from him, but I can't. And he's like following me. And I just turn around and peg him with the, the can of expired spaghetti sauce, which by the way, that's what it says on the thing. It's like can of expired spaghetti sauce. And you just peg him <laughs> with it. And he, and he just, he just like goes down in the like most ridiculous. And it's that kind of thing. And also like the way that you can use like remote detonated, detonated bombs. So like, mm-hmm. there's another thing where this girl was, this woman I was trying to, to kill, she was like surrounded by bodyguards. And the only time they left us is when we went down this like long, dark tunnel, but they're still looking at us. So I couldn't like, I couldn't just like pop her or anything. So I dropped this like remote device so that when she was walking back towards them, she would come across it as she walked backwards towards those guys. But I wouldn't be near her because I was going to keep walking in the other direction. So I kept walking. She started walking back towards them. And since I'm not near her, when I've re- <laughs> remote detonated that device and her body went flying, they have no idea that it's me. And I just walk away like I'm this like cool dude who didn't have anything to do with it. And those kind Hell of moments yeah. are the, the part that is like, it's so satisfying. Just like we're talking about with Portal, just like so satisfying that you can pull that stuff off, that that rule set allows you to do that kind of stuff. Um, and it, so that's the game I've been playing. I, I played through one and two in, like I said, two sittings. And I'm going to play three. Whenever it goes on sale again, I'm going to buy it on um, PS5 because um, I only have the client for it. I don't have the, the actual maps. Well, isn't it isn't it a free PS4 game this month? <coughs> uh, no, not Hitman. Mm-hmm. Not that I know of. Maybe. Maybe the Hitman then. trilogy. Oh, That's free no, on the Game Hit- Pass. Ah, shit. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Game Pass. Un- <laughs> Another reason that, like, I haven't bought a PS5 yet and I've got this, like, I can play the Hitman trilogy. I can play through all the games right now, yeah. Without paying a dime. If I could save my progress over, I would just do that, but I don't think there's a way to do that. <coughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Sinus infection. Um, uh, hey, I found a couple emails that we got. Oh, okay. So... Let's hit it. Uh, we got John from Illinois. And by the way, I'm just making this up. We don't have any emails. Okay. But I have a couple <laughs> of questions that um, I'm going to throw out there that I think would be fun. So if you have a question for us, mm-hmm. send them to gaming in drinking at gmail.com we will gladly answer them but i just have a couple questions that i think would be fun um what is the game that you think you have spent the most time playing in your entire life okay so i know the answer to this uh because i just sat down um the most that i've ever you didn't just sit down you've been sitting down for like three hours well, okay, but I just sat down. I was looking at it before because I was going to talk about this game. Um, in single player, the most I've ever spent with one game is Persona 5 Royale or Royal. Um, I am over 100 hours. I just beat the main campaign, but now there's like the spring semester they added in, in the Royal version that I have to go do now. Uh... I've never put more than 100 hours into one single player game in my entire life. Uh, it's still fun. It's still satisfying, but now I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a break because it's like a semester now. Um, I did that. I did that same thing with Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. 
You didn't. Oh, you, you didn't put a hundred hours into Final Fantasy Fifteen. No, I put like seventy hours into it. I think. Okay. Uh, I didn't do the post game content though. Like once it changed, you know how the title screen changes when you beat it to the like really pretty white with um what's her name on there with. Netflix. I didn't. I didn't play shit. As soon as I beat it, I was done. Oh yeah, I beat it in like seventy hours. Um, but they unlocked some post game content where you can like go to this like sewer thing and like i tried oh, to do, oh I, I know exactly what you're talking you know about, what I'm talking oh, about? I, I think i did i think i did i, I tried that sewer shit and, I and was there's like, like the is, slimes and all yeah, that shit down there yeah sucked. i hated it i was like nah, i'm not doing yeah. this if it was like in the open world i'd be all about that but like they're like no this mega dungeon beneath the sewer which is just like a reskin of the sewer that you do like for you already did the game. yeah and i was like nah, i'm not doing that but um i really like that game and i think it doesn't get enough credit but Final Fantasy 15, I think, is one of the best Final Fantasies. I'm not going to say it's the best Final Fantasy, but I think it's one of the best Final Fantasies. I very much enjoyed my time with that game. Um, but I know my the game that I've actually put the most hours into, it is not going to be surprising, is Apex Legends. I have put so much time into that game. Even, even multiplayer games that I was obsessed with when I was a kid, I just never stuck with like I have... Like even Goldeneye, you think about how many times you played that with your friends and stuff. But how many times have we sat around playing Apex for like four or five hours a time, like four days a week? You know, I just have never had that game. And in, in 2021, PlayStation told me that I put over 200 hours into that game, which is insane. Ooh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yep. Yep. And what about you? Um, so I already said, I think I put over 100 into Final Fantasy 15. Mm-hmm. um and that was that was a culmination there was a whole bunch of reasons that that happened um personally i was just sitting at home a lot and final fantasy was a way for me to escape reality mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. um and that game was so good at it fuck that game was good um but as far as I think the game that I have put the most time into, it's either Apex Legends with mm-hmm. you, because obviously we've played that a bunch together, or Super Smash Brothers. Ultimate. Oh, yeah. I think your Smash Brothers counter on the Switch is like over 200 hours now at this point. It might be. But, dude, I, I so last week I went to Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I took my switch and my right Joy-Con doesn't work. Hmm. Nintendo wants you to buy a new Joy-Con, bro. This is the third right Joy-Con. Oh, oh uh, the, the second PS5 controller I bought now has drift, but on the left stick. Controllers <laughs> just used to, back in my day, controllers just used to work. You know what right? I'm saying? What is this drift is it, shit? Is it because is it because it, like were they not digital sensors before? Were they No, they're literally analog. Were, That's what they they're analog sticks. I know they're analog sticks, but they're digital sensors underneath that sense the movement of the analog stick. Back then, I think it was more analog than it is now. Probably. I I don't know anything about that stuff, but it I'm it's crazy to me that these newer consoles that we put, like especially the PS5, I've had two controllers now that have one stick on the right, one on the left, 
where my controllers just don't work in like i mean it still works but like just doesn't work like you're supposed to that's bullshit it, it's you crazy. paid way too much money for that shit yeah it, it, it it's nuts uh you know i remember buying a super i think i bought two super nintendo controllers back in the day and they worked for like 15 years at a time. i could p- still pull my super nintendo out and it would still work um yeah yeah because it's a fucking d-pad like that's the thing is like back then it's just one switch it's like one switch that you literally just press down press and down it's and go and there's no there's but there's also no like feather to it there's no yeah. there's a lot of like extreme movement uh it's just it's down up it's not slightly down slightly yeah. up the the center of the d-pad all that stuff um yeah all right so i think we're gonna wrap it up here uh let's do it we we're, we'll probably talk about this next week uh we've both been playing a lot of halo i think we're gonna play a little bit of halo now uh we really like that game um we'll have more to say about it next week i think but uh for now uh this has been your gaming and drinking cast uh i hope that you join us next time for some more booze and some more games i am i'm travis casey and i'm adam gogan and we will see you next time Bye.